Exodus chapter 15. While you're turning today, I want to give honor to your pastor and his family. Bishop, you are blessed to have a voice. It's okay. It's all right. You are blessed to have a voice leading you to the throne room. In a day and age where people are giving up, tuning down and giving up, somebody's still holding up the banner of truth. Thank God for a pastor and a pastor's wife. I can guarantee you this. You may not always, you may not always agree with the man of God, but I can guarantee you this. When you stand before God, and God said, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You're going to look back and say, thank God for a pastor. Who preaches right is right and wrong is wrong. And we don't care what society says about the church. Upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. honor them and we are so humbled to be here with you on this special night when I feel in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Give honor to my son tonight. Amen. My daughter-in-law. Amen. My, my two daughters who at a young age when I felt the call to evangelize we, we packed them up. Didn't care what they had to say. They just went. And I, I sit back sometimes Pastor and I weep because I think sometimes in life I might have let, let them get away from some things, but they remain faithful. They remain true. They didn't hold back. And I look at them today and they're in church. They've been baptized in Jesus' name. Got the Holy Ghost. And I love my kids. No greater joy than to know they serve the Lord, serve the truth. Amen. Give honor to. Amen, Brother Odell, Sister Odell, amen, Brother Presley, those from, amen, the home church where we had the opportunity to be at my home church for the first time in two years preaching. And we had several receive the Holy Ghost, backsliders coming back. I'm telling you, the Lord's coming back. God's doing a great thing in the last days, friend. And I want to be a part of what God is doing. I don't want to be on the fringes of revival, but get me right in the center of what God is doing. And God is moving in Anderson. He's not waiting till tomorrow. He's not waiting for you to catch up, friend. You better get in this thing and serve him with your whole heart tonight. Amen. Exodus chapter 15. Amen. Verse number 19. When you're there, somebody say amen. amen. Bible says, for the horse of Pharaoh went in and with his chariots, with his horsemen into the sea. And the Lord brought again up the waters of the sea upon them. But the children of Israel went on dry land in the midst of the sea. They went someplace they had never been before, but God was ordering their steps. Come on. Amen. They were going somewhere that they never had been before, but God was ordaining their steps. And the Bible says, and Miriam, the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took a timbrel, somebody said timbrel, in her hand and all the women without 
after her with timbrels and with dances. And Miriam answered them, Sing ye to the Lord, for he had charmed gloriously the horse and his rider had the thrown into the sea. The Holy Ghost has given me instructions for this church tonight. I'm not happy to talk to your pastor. As a matter of fact, he didn't, he didn't tell me to wear a pinstripe suit. On the same page. But he said, just come preach the word. And I believe God has taken this church somewhere. I believe this is your season. I feel a spiritual shift when we drove into the area. But I believe also that where God is taking you, everything can't go with you. You're going to have to lighten the load. And I'm going to preach tonight with the help of the Lord on the subject. Faith always packs a tambourine. Faith always packs. Would you help me pray? Lord, I love you tonight. Thank you, God, for what I feel in this house, in this atmosphere, the charge, the electricity. Hide me behind the cross, God, that you would be glorified in all things. I pray, God, that you would heal, that you would restore, that you would deliver. God, God, do what only you can do and be who you say you are tonight, God. And God, we promise to give you praise and to give you glory. If you're going to help me preach, give the Lord another hand clap of praise in this house. Amen. If you're going to help me preach, once around, once you turn around, shake your neighbor's hand. Let them know I'm going to help that preacher preach. And if you're going to help me preach, you can be seated. If not, you can remain standing so we can know who you are tonight. Amen. Faith always packs a tambourine. Amen. When I began to examine the Christian walk, amen, our walk is sort of likened to a journey. A journey of ups and downs, highs and lows. But it's always uh, assuring to know that the God of the high times, he's still God of the low times. God never changes, amen. We may change, our attitudes may change, but God never changes tonight. And I believe in the Holy Ghost that God has brought us to the kingdom for such a time as this. Nor the season, amen, nor the time, but now God's brought us, amen. I believe tonight that God has ordained this service. I believe God is taking people through some things in the Holy Ghost, because God is trying to let you realize tonight, amen, that where God is going to take you, amen, for eye has not seen or ear hasn't heard, neither has. It entered to the heart of men the things that God has already ordained and prepared for those who love him tonight. I just want to preach in the Holy Ghost tonight to remind you, friend, that God has a plan for this church. As a matter of fact, God has a plan for your life. The fact that you're here tonight lets me know, amen, that you're excited about what God is doing, not where God 
has brought you from, but I'm excited about what God is taking you to in Jesus' name. I'm preaching to people who knows what it feels like, amen, amen, to be bound by drugs, amen, sitting on bar stools, and we can look at our past and realize if God had shown up at the bar stool, I'd be lost. If God had shown up when he did, I'd still be lost, and we can parade on the past, but I get more excited about what God is taking you, friend. He's taking some of you from glory to glory, through every hill, through every obstacle, God is going to get the glory. And I've come to remind you tonight, friend, that God has never changed. He still has you in the palm of his hand and everything is going to be okay because all things work together for the good. So it's going to work in our favor. But if we're going to see, amen, the revival that God has for Anderson, it's going to cost us some things. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible talks about when the disciple, Jesus tells his disciple that uh, everybody is going to survive. Amen. But the ship is going to be wrecked apart, but nobody's going to lose their life. The Bible says they embark on this journey and they start to toss some things overboard. I just want to inject some things, a friend, that what we need not to do is to throw some things overboard on this Christian walk that God has given to the church. Amen. We should not throw, amen, holiness overboard. We shouldn't throw faithfulness overboard. We shouldn't throw praise overboard. We shouldn't throw, amen, amen, unity overboard. Because what we're doing is lighting those things which God has empowered the church, amen, to get the job done. And if God requires praise, I'm going to keep praise. And if God requires worship, I'm going to keep worship. And if God requires holiness, I'm going to keep holiness. Because without holiness, no man shall see God. He raises up Moses, our hero. He tells Moses, you go down to Pharaoh and you tell him to let my people go. Get my people out of captivity. I'm so glad God still anoints men of God to preach the word of God. To bring us out of captivity. It's not my talents or your abilities. But it's the anointing that shall destroy the yoke. I'm so glad God still calls men of God who will stand behind apostolic pulpits and proclaim what thus saith the word of the Lord. Because it's the truth of God's word that will save your sin-sick soul. It's the truth of God's word. Amen. That's going to push you into position to see God's glory for your life. calls this Moses. Moses is leading the children of Israel out of the wilderness. But understand now there is a situation in front of them. Not to make matters worse. The enemy is behind them. But there's a situation in front of them. But God has given the man of God instruction. To get his people out of the wilderness. 
God's laid out the blueprint. He's laid out the plan, but now opposition faces them. It's a Red Sea, but the Lord said, get them out. I want to let you know if God said it. If God said it, it doesn't matter if it's a Red Sea. It doesn't matter if it's a valley. If God said, we're crossing over on dry land. That thing that's standing in your way has to get out of the way. I've come to preach to somebody right now who's on the brink of a Red Sea experience. And it seems like the waters won't part. Hear me. God is calling you to go forth. And whatever's in your way has to bow at the mention of his name. They're going somewhere they've never been. And notice what happens next. Moses, the Bible says, he stretches out his rod. And something miraculous took place. Those waters start to part. The thing that stood in their way from stepping into the promise of God now had to move itself out the way. Come on, somebody. The thing that's standing in your way to revival has to move out the way. Because God has given instructions that the man of God is going to preach you into heaven. He's given instructions that says it doesn't matter what it may be. It doesn't matter what's in front of you. What God says you're going to cross over and dry land. It doesn't matter how long you have to wait. We're going somewhere. So it's going to cost you something. To step into where God wants this church to go. Tell your neighbor it's going to cost you something. The Bible says as they cross over into dry land. The Bible says here is this woman by the name of Miriam. Now the Bible says they give them instructions. Uh, the, the prophets, the man of God said, now what you do according to Pharaoh. You go into the houses and you take anything you want. Pack that suitcase. Listen, I've got... I've got three ladies at the house. Woo. And I know what it's like when they go shopping. They get everything under the sun, beneath the sun, between the sun, and beyond the sun. <laughs> they're packing, they're packing, you pack, they're packing. I told somebody the other day, I said, Amazon wakes up every morning trying to figure out who's got the Harper house this weekend. <laughs> my wife and my daughter, they, they, they're, they're packing, they're shopping, they're shopping. And the shopping. And this is what these women were doing. He said, "You go get the, you go get what you want without hesitation. You go on a shopping spree. Yeah. The shopping, the shopping, the shopping, packing things that really didn't matter. Come on, somebody. Yeah. On this journey where God is taking you, you need to check your spiritual suitcase." I told you it's going to cost you something because in that spiritual suitcase you may have packed some bitterness you may have packed some pride you may have packed some self will you got to rid yourself of those things to where the Holy Ghost is taking you 
There may be envy in that bag. There may be strife in that bag. There may be a haughty attitude in that bag. You need to self-examine your spiritual suitcase and see what you're packing on this thing called the journey of life. Amen. Check your inventory. Make sure your heart is right. Amen. Garner your mind. Make sure your mind is right because the devil's a sly old fox. He will put fear in your suitcase if you let it. anything to stop you from moving forward. Can I tell you, it's not the will of God for this church to be stagnant and content. Because when we become content, here's what happens. We become satisfied with what we have. We become content with just a couple hundred people and we're okay. But can I tell you today, friend, that God has called every single person on the side. As a matter of fact, you might be in this house and you may not have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's the will of God that tonight before you leave this house, amen, that you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, sis. I'm, I'm glad that you agree with me because I don't need everybody. Thank you. I believe it's the will of God that the person in your pew tonight who got just a little dirt on their fingers receives the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I believe it's the will of God that while we're in the sanctuary and we lift up holy hands and it's glory feels down that lives are impacted and lives are changed. We can't become comfortable. We've got to come unglued every now and then. This was the case with Miriam. The Bible says that while everybody else was packing them suitcase full of high heel shoes and nice purses and nice, nice dresses, Miriam looked over into the corner. She found her this unusual looking object. And she picks this little thing up. She starts to shake that thing. Uh-oh, I think somebody's starting to pick up when I'm laying down. She started to shake that thing. She started to get a little excited. Not about where God had brought them to, but where God was taking them to. Can I say that one more time? She was not excited about what God had brought them to. But she was already getting excited about what God was taking them through. Taking them to. Come on now. Faith says, I don't praise God while I'm in the storm. Faith says, I'm going to worship God before the storm ever rises up. Faith says, I don't praise him when I'm in the valley, but I praise him before I get to the valley. You know what Miriam did? Miriam got a little bit unglued. Miriam got beside herself. While everybody else was packing high heel shoes and pumps, Miriam said, you know what? I realize what God has brought us, but I'm going to praise God for where it's taking us to. And I just come with a word that everywhere God goes, faith always packs a tambourine. Faith says it may not come when I want him to, but my praise says he'll be there right on time. In the middle of a dungeon, in a fiery furnace, the Lord is great and greatly to be praised.
Somebody give him praise. I wish somebody give God praise about where he's taking you to. Come on, he's we're about to see deaf ears open. We're about to see blinded eyes open. Backsliders are coming back. God's taking us somewhere. I know you don't see it, preacher. I can't recognize what God is doing. That's okay. Because my tambourine says faith is on the way. God's on the way. The Holy Ghost is about to move. The Bible says that the just shall live by faith. Jesus tells Simon Peter, Peter, hear me. I've already prayed for you, Peter. Amen. That while you're being shifted, while you're on this journey of ups and downs and highs and lows, that your faith fails not. I'm praying tonight for somebody that owns this thing called life. That your faith in God fails not. Because friends will turn their back on you. Is that okay? Your co-workers may turn their back on you. David knew by experience. He comes from a battle. Those guys who walked hand in hand with David. Now when Ziglax burned down. They want to stone him. But here's David all by himself. Notice what happens. He, he dusted himself off from the ashes. Because the ashes are indication of what used to be. I'm trying to behave myself. I'm trying to keep my jacket on. I'm trying to be polite as I can be. But the ashes are an indication of what used to be. And notice what happens when David said, Lord, what shall I do? I can send the ashes of what used to be. But the Lord said, no, David, I want you to get yourself up. Dust off the ashes of what used to be. Dust off the hurt and dust off the pain, David. And dust off the bitterness, David. Because where I'm taking you, David, you're going to recover everything without fail. I'm preaching to the church tonight. It's time we dust ourselves off tonight and recognize God is taking you somewhere. But there was this Miriam, this, this, this little Miriam. She had this timbre, tambourine, which it made this crazy. Is, is there Mr. Drummer in the house? Is Mr. Can you help me out? I just need a little symbol, some laugh. Miriam had this, had this timbre on her hand because I believe what she was doing was also this. She was letting the devil know, listen, God has brought us through this. 
But I'm going to get crazy. I'm going to get loud, Brother Fry. Because where God has taken us to. That's the reason why the enemy wants us to sit in our pews with a muzzle over our mouth. But if you recognize where God has taken you to, if you recognize some of you have been through every hailstorm, you've been through every trial, you've been, but Miriam had that tambourine. And notice what Miriam was doing. Miriam was just not praising God for herself. And what seemed impossible with man, God rolls back this Red Sea and they walk over on dry land. And Miriam takes a tambourine right in the face of the adversary. I wish I had a mom right now who just grab your kid by the hand and say, honey, we're crossing over the dry land. Honey, we're crossing over the situation. Honey. We're crossing over. We're not going back to what used to be. We're not going back to stale revival. God has greatness to You know what I love about Miriam? Is Miriam didn't care. You see, God had already gave marching instructions. We're crossing over. But I realized, Brother Elvis, that everybody don't want to go. We preach about revival. We preach about a demonstration. But everybody doesn't want to go where God has taken you. And sometimes we'll let people in our own pew hinder us from moving into where God wants us to be. I've come to rebuke that spirit and tell you God is getting ready to take you from glory to glory. If you want to see red hot revival and if you want to see sound miracles wonders you got to make a real my God tonight. I'm going to give me a tambourine in my hand and faith's going to lead me on this journey. Faith is going to take me from grab your tambourine in your hand and you say God I'm going somewhere. I'm not going to stop at the brink of a Red Sea, but I'm going somewhere. Don't you want to go? Anybody want to cross over the Red Sea? He's not going to take everybody. Let me, let, me, let, me just, let me just inject this into you. Let, let me deposit this in your spiritual faith. This will cost you. Everybody wants to go, but everybody doesn't want to do what it takes to get there. How can I start this Christian journey, preacher? Guests of ours, we love you. I appreciate you, but you see these people around you who dancing like they've lost their minds? You see these people with tears down their face? It's because they remember there was a day when they stood on the brinks of a Red Sea and the devil said they'd gone as far as they could go. But the Lord gave the man of God instructions. If you're a priest of word, amen, I'll prick their hearts. Amen, 
said, preacher, what must I do to be saved? And they repented of their sins, was baptized in Jesus' name. And God filled them with the Holy Ghost. And what God has done for them, he wants to do the same for you right now. I wish somebody would just give the Lord some crazy praise. praising God for what you're going through. We're praising God for where he's taking us to. You're coming out of depression. You're coming out of anxiety. You're coming out of captivity. God's going to get going. There's going to be manifestation. There's going to be power. He's taking us somewhere. Don't you all thought this house, lift your hands in the air. All thought this house, guests of ours, friends of ours. My God, help us. I told your pastor back in the prayer room. The Holy Ghost has been dealing with me all day about this service tonight. been some people who've been praying praying for moments like this the Lord's called me tonight to preach you it's time to cross over no more hanging by the Red Sea no more sitting by the fringes no more going through the program but I'm gonna take my wife by the hand and we're gonna cross over Remember preaching revival here just a while back, and, and the Holy Ghost was moving, and, and I had to be careful what I said. And I told everybody, I said, "The Lord's getting ready to move. God's about to demonstrate His power right now." And I said, "So that person beside you, I want you to grab him by the hand, and I want you to shake him." And the devil said, "Wait a minute. That person may be sitting beside a visitor. They don't want you to shake him." And I watched this dear sister. She had a I guess her daughter or somebody sitting beside her. And I watched her shake the daylights out. <laughs> and I thought, man, she's shaking out devils and she's shaking out crap. She shook her down. You couldn't shake no more. But after shaking was over, I watched this daughter throw her hands in the air. And I watched the Holy Ghost begin to descend on her like a dove. And I watched God preaching to you right now that you need to grab your neighbor and say, neighbor, because I'm not going to stand bondage. I'm not going to let you stand bondage. Because when I come out, you're coming out. Grab that neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, because I'm coming out, you're coming out. And because I'm moving, you're moving. And when I start praising God, you're going to praise God. My faces. Somebody lift your voice. Look, we're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. Lift your voice. Lift your hands.